Welcome to the Money Shot Sports Podcast. It's wild card weekend in the NFL, folks. Nate and I are going to go over some big matchups to watch for today and tomorrow. Also, your chance to win Pacers versus Bucks tickets. We're going to see how you can win those on today's podcast. It's all coming up next here, folks, on the Money Shot Sports Podcast. Nate? Yeah. All right, let's get started. He's Nathan Sheridan. I'm Deontay Pete. This is the Money Shot Sports Podcast. And first, I guess, what would you call it, Nate? The We're two weekends into the new year. And yes, sir. You know, it seems like this month is already flying. I mean, we're we're halfway through. Um, a lot of uh, a lot of good things going on, and a lot to watch for. So, very appreciative of that. And you know, we hope you guys are staying safe out there. And and uh, I know Nate and I talked about last week New Year's resolution. So hopefully, you, most of you, a lot of you, are you know still sticking with it, not giving up, and you know chasing it on. So. We're going to go ahead and dive in today and got some good stuff coming your way. The NFL wildcard games are going to be played today, starting at 4 o'clock today. We'll go over some of those matchups and, and talk a little bit about offseason looks for some of these teams that are already out of the playoffs and uh, coaching, uh, head, head coaching changes and, and so on and so forth. So got some pretty good stuff coming your way in the show. First, your chance to win Indiana Pacers tickets. We already had a winner a couple weeks ago who scored some tickets, and we're going to get those tickets away. And your chance to win Pacers versus the Milwaukee Bucks Friday, January 27th at 7 p.m., Gamebridge Fieldhouse. Two tickets. Should be a fun game. Nate, what do you think about Giannis Antetokounmpo coming to Indy? That's <laughs> yeah, gonna be lit, man. He's a. There's a lot of people that like Giannis. He's a beast, man. He's a top two player right now with Luka Magic. So it'd be a good game to watch. The Pacers are young and fiery, and Giannis and the Bucks are good. That should be a really good game. So two tickets. The trivia question coming your way today: Who and what? Who had the most passing yards? in a NFL playoff game. Most passing yards in a NFL playoff game. Looking for the player, who they played against, and how many yards they had passing. Um, again, went two tickets to Pacers versus the Milwaukee Bucks Friday, January 27th, 7 p.m. at Gamebridge Fieldhouse. So, Nate, we got a lot to cover here, and We'll dive in here with our wild card games and you know some some matchups to expect this this weekend, say tomorrow. So our first game, four thirty today on Fox, it'll be the Seattle Seahawks taking on the 49ers. And tonight it'll be the the Los Angeles Chargers and the Jacksonville Jaguars. So, you know, you got four teams playing today, and you're gonna have six teams playing tomorrow. So Nate, we look at this first matchup. It's the Seattle Seahawks and the and the 49ers. So 
obviously we we look at the Seattle Seahawks and kind of what they've been and what they've done. A team that went away from Russell Wilson this past offseason. Russell Wilson was traded to the Denver Broncos in exchange for uh, some picks, one of them being a first-round pick, and uh, Drew Locke. So the Seattle Seahawks then turned to their backup quarterback. Uh, uh, I wouldn't necessarily call him a journeyman, but a guy who's who's had a lot of experience in the league and hasn't really been able to prove himself until this year, Geno Smith. And Geno Smith was – a quality backup for the Seattle for the Seattle Seahawks the last couple of years and got his chance to shine this year as a full full time starter. So, you know, the Seahawks team typically, Nate, when you think of the Seattle Seahawks, you think back to their old days when they had the Legion of Boom. They had Marshawn Lynch, they had Richard Sherman, Bobby Wagner, Cam Chancellor. Everything everything was going right for the Seattle Seahawks, and they're well coached. Pete Carroll. Um, I, I put him on a pedestal. I think I think Pete Carroll is is up there and uh, with 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 my top head coaches, a guy who's coached at the collegiate level at USC and and has has had some success in the NFL with the Seahawks. A uh, seventy, what he's he's in his early seventies, I believe. But you know he's 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 a prideful coach and he takes pride in in, in his team and obviously just like every coach they they want the best for for who they have on both sides of the ball. And that's and so on and so forth. So you have two division teams, Nate, and it's the 49ers on the other side of the on the other side of the spectrum. And this game's gonna be played at Levi Stadium in Santa Clara. So we look at the 49ers and you know, we know we know that they draft they went out and got Trey Lance and they were gonna walk away from Jimmy G, Jimmy Garoppolo, longtime uh longtime starter for the 49ers and had some success, a little bit of success uh, when he was with New England as a backup with behind Tom Brady. So, Nate, we talk about the 49ers and, and kind of what their identity was and, and uh, what, what they were at the beginning of the season. Trey Lance was going to be their starting quarterback. Well, Jimmy G took a little bit of a pay cut and knowing that, hey, like, I know, I know, I want to be here. I know this is what I want to do. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm here to be a starter. I'm here to be a starter. Jimmy G never. Jimmy G didn't shy away from the competition. He didn't shy away from adversity. So that's 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 one thing you have to be appreciative of, of Jimmy G is that he he knew that you know the circumstances what it was the you know hey I'm gonna have a, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna have a young guy taking my spot but you never know what could happen right so uh, Trey Lance goes down Jimmy G takes over Jimmy G plays his best football right they 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 go on a hot streak they were winning games. And then Jimmy G goes down. So then you have Mr. Relevant out of Iowa State, Brock Purdy, comes in. And, you know, typically when you think of a six-round quarterback, you don't, you're, you're not thinking of somebody who can go out there and throw you three, four, five touchdowns a game. You're thinking of a guy who's in a very conservative offense, still learning the system. Well, Brock Purdy went out there and he – Brock Purdy played as if he already knew the system. So a young developing quarterback was able to go out there and get the job done. They won their division as a 13 and 14 and they're, they're, they're riding, they're riding with a lot of momentum and into this wild card game. So Nate, I, it's going to be a good matchup, but I, these, these two teams, they, they saw each other earlier this year and, 
I, I, I just, I just have a hard time thinking that the, that the Seahawks can somehow pull this one out. Now, the Seahawks won both, or excuse me, the 49ers won both matchups. The first matchup they won 27 to seven at, at Levi stadium and, uh, and, and Santa Clara. And then they went up to, um, they, they ended up going up to, to Seattle and they knocked off the, they knocked them off 21 to 13. So Nate, I, I think, I think ultimately Geno Smith is going to have to play his best game. And I, I think that, you know, for the 49ers, the 49ers play smash mouth football. I mean, they, 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 they have a good, I mean, they have a good group of running backs, uh, Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, who, who's, who's likely to play, um, Brandon Ayuk, and they, they have, they have a lot of depth at their, at those positions. And defensively, they're still, I mean, defensively, they're still very talented. Um, you, you, you can't forget Bozo. You can't forget Eric Armstead and some of these other guys, some of these other guys that they have in their secondary and their linebacking core. So, Nate, I, I, I like I said, I just, I just find it hard for Seattle to go in and, and, and pull the upset. I, I like the 49ers in this matchup. I think that Brock Purdy, um, but Brock Purdy, they're, they're going to get him ready with a lot of confidence saying, Hey, like, this is your first chance. Like, like, you're you earn this like you're you're playing for something here this isn't just playing for a week one week five seven game you're, you're like you're playing to take your team to the super bowl like you're like this is for all the marbles here like you, you play every game like this is your last game so i think i think for myself i think that's that's good because shanahan if you look at coach shanahan he's i mean shanahan game of football since he came out the womb right like football runs through his blood, and I I think that you you can't really doubt his ability to go out to his ability as a coach to say oh well we can we can scheme really well up against him we we know what he's going to run we know what he's going to do but I I also think that it, it's going to be it's going to be tough for Seattle to handle this high this high power this high power 49ers offense Nate so I I like the 49ers in this matchup. I, I just think they're going to be too much for the Seahawks. What do you think? Yeah, Pete, this matchup will be very, very good. And, you know, Seattle, I am very happy for them. You know, once they traded Russell Wilson, there was a various speculation that they were just going to tank for Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, or a quarterback. But Geno Smith has proved him wrong. He's 32. He's He's up there in age. He's a good backup, and I think he's done very well with them. So he'll have a spot or a chance to – fight for the starting position next year but this matchup is honestly like I said last on last week's podcast Pete I really wanted the Lions man I the Lions team's offense was more electric than the Seahawks their defenses are pretty much the same but recently I mean Metcalf's been playing injured Kenneth Walker keeps getting injured so he's there I don't know, Pete. I don't think this is a good matchup for the Seahawks. Like you said, they've lost the season series two to nothing, and now they're going to the Niners where they blew them out last time. And, dude, the 49ers are playing with something on their shoulder, man. Bringing in C-Mac midway through the season has been a great pickup for them. And Brock Purdy, man, they, they just let him play his game. Like, they're not for, making him force it down the field. He has an arm on him. I'll give him credit. He can throw that ball. But – Man, AU, Debo, C Mac, Kittle, 
man, dude, that team is very dangerous. And that defense is so good right now. They fly to the ball. They 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 play as a team, and I just really like them. They're my favorite to win the NFC right now, honestly. And I'm happy Brock Purdy gets this game, though, Pete, because it's a wild card game against a team that's not as competitive as, like, the Eagles, the Cowboys or something. He'll get that playoff feeling going. Maybe he'll throw a quick pick or make a mistake early, but hopefully he'll shake it off and he'll get it going. I think this is going to be a blowout, honestly. I like – Carol and I like Shanahan. Those are great coaches, but honestly, if the Niners play their game, this game is going to be a blowout, Pete. So I'm going to take the Niners in a blowout. Nate's taking the Niners in a blowout, and you and you, you know, you make a good point because this this 49ers team and they're stacked all around, and they, like I said, uh, another guy that I could point out who who kind of was bouncing around in the league a little bit, played for the Steelers last year, played for the Bills a couple years ago, but Ray Ray McLeod, um, he's a he's a, he's a Return specialist, a guy who's since Debo was out, he's seen a lot of time, and he's you know a young athletic guy who who brings a spark to that offense as well. So like I said they, they have depth in all these positions. So it's you know for Geno Smith, like I said they're they're gonna they're gonna have to go out there. He's gonna go out there. The Seahawks are gonna have to go out there and give it their all if they want to try to win this game. And don't get me wrong, the Seahawks. You talked about them. I mean, we talked about them early in the season. You know they were they. I think they were one of the teams that started out like six and three, six and four, and then it was just it was just all downhill from there because, you know, they end up losing Rashard uh, uh, Rashard Penny, and of course you have a young Kenneth Walker out of out of Michigan State um, filling in the shoes for him. Which you know Kenneth Walker, give credit to him. You know I was I was fortunate enough to pick him up on my fantasy team this past year, and he actually uh, he actually gave me some points and and uh, led me to a a championship win in the in the fantasy league. So, but. You know, it's it's like you say, it's it's likely. It sounds like it's going to be a blowout, um, but I I just I just think that you know again we just think that the 49ers are just going to be too much for the Seattle Seahawks. That game's going to be played at four thirty today. Nate, we got another good matchup tonight, and we talked about the 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 Los Angeles Chargers and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Quickly, the real quick, I should say the the Jacksonville Jaguars, Nate, uh, a team that you know a franchise that started in. 1993, 1994, mid mid to early 90s, and have have never won a Super Bowl, but they have they have playoff experience. They've, they've been here before, so we look back at the Jacksonville Jaguars last couple of years, and this was a team that you know you, you you like they were bottom feeders of the AFC South, like you know three four win team, nothing was going right for them, and I remember the year the COVID year. When they brought in, or it was was it after it was after the COVID year when they brought in uh, Urban Meyer, and Urban Meyer lasted all but fifteen minutes, and with with the Jaguars, and it all just went downhill. They drafted Trevor Lawrence, they got Travis Etienne, they made a couple, you know, made a couple moves in the offseason, free agency wise, and it's this team is trending in the right direction, and and for. You know, you look back to the 2016, 2017, or 2017, 2018 season, Nate, the Jacksonville Jaguars had the best defense in all of football. Because they were, I mean, they had everybody. They had Clayus Campbell. They had Miles Jack. They had uh, Jalen Ramsey. I mean, everything was going well for this for for this Jacksonville Jaguars team back in the day. And they had they had a young Leonard Fournette. And, and, they, and they, had, they had a few talented wide receivers as well. So, you know, they, they had to be very appreciative of that. But 
after after those last couple of years when they kind of just you know everyone let everyone you know left and free agency and trades happened. Jalen Ramsey went out to to play with the the, the Rams and Miles Jack plays for the Steelers. Clay Campbell's Clay Campbell plays for the uh, plays for the Ravens. So you know you lose you lose all of that, and then of course Leonard Fournette plays for the uh, for the Buccaneers. So you know you, you lose that whole team, and that was a team that went. They were like twelve and four that year, eleven and five, and they lost to the they lost to the Patriots. They lost Tom Brady and the Patriots in the AFC Championship. They were they were one play away from going to the Super Bowl that year. And it's crazy to think like a Jacksonville Jaguars team that's never like been to a Super Bowl almost had their chance to like almost had a chance to to make history. So so we 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 look back at this year, Trevor Lawrence. Everyone's thinking, okay, it's it's probably going to be a 50-50 year for him. He might have a good year. He might have a bad year. 24 touchdowns, seven interceptions, 3,999 yards passing. That is, like, for a second-year quarterback, that's that's a huge, like, that's a huge jump, huge jump in improvement. Because you look at quarterbacks like Joe Burrow. Okay, his first year in the league, he threw – he threw all the he threw all the interceptions in the world, but his second year in the league, look what he did, right? Mm-hmm. You look at you look at Josh Allen. You look at I mean, you look at some of these other quarterbacks who rookie as rookies, not good, but their second third year in the league, they turn it around. You look at Lamar Jackson, right? A uh, a uh, uh, a run a run first quarterback who started to develop a little bit of a developed his throwing arm a little bit more, but was an MVP. Led led the league in rushing as a quarterback. Like it was, it, it was it was incredible to watch what he was able to do. So, I, I I think back to you know I was watching a, I think it was like a thirty for thirty. I I can't remember, but they were something on ESPN where they were talking about they they interviewed they interviewed Trevor Lawrence before the 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 Titans Jags game, and they told him they asked him like, you know, you guys were three and seven at one point, like, they thought the season was over with, and they said that uh, Doug Peterson said, hey, we're going into the bye week. We got to we gotta find our identity. We're going to make some changes. This, this season is going to come down to week 18. And literally, like, it was all or nothing in that last game against the Titans. Where they, 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 they went, they're in, they went to the AFC South, or they lose and go home. And Doug Peterson, Doug Peterson, I give him all the credit because he's a a Super Bowl winning coach, a, a successful coach, and I, I think that he, you know, he he was able to bring a lot of confidence and and was able to boost that morale in the in that Jacksonville Jaguars uh, locker room. So Nate, I like they were able to finish nine and eight. They were able, they were able to the, the win the AFC South, but. You look at the Los Angeles Chargers, Nate, a team that we've talked about a big bulk of the a big bulk of the year. They were a team that dealt with injuries all year. They lost. I mean, there were times that they Austin Eckler didn't play. There were times that they lost that they lost Boza. They they didn't have um, they, they didn't have Keenan Allen. So so everything that was going wrong, everything that could go wrong for the charge at the, at the beginning middle of the season happened. Right. So like a team that were, they were six and they were like six and six at one point, they were able to turn the tape, like turn it around quickly. And they, and they, they were able to get a wild card spot. So 
I think in this matchup, Nate, I I see a lot of good things in, in both quarterbacks. Justin Herbert, who I I like a lot. He's he had a really good twenty five touchdowns, ten interceptions, four thousand seven hundred and thirty nine yards passing. And I, I and Austin Eckler, you can't forget what, what he's what, what he was able to accomplish this year. Thirteen touchdowns, nine hundred fifteen yards, and of course Mike Williams, uh four touchdowns and uh nine hundred or excuse me. 895 yards receiving on the year. So it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a good battle. And I'm not saying that both defenses are good. Both defenses are really talented. I, I just don't think one's better than the other. But it this game is gonna come down to which quarterback has the ball in the in the in the final possession, right? The the, the like it's gonna it, that's how this game is gonna end, right? So you're playing in Jacksonville, a good environment. They they have they have probably some of the best fans in all of, in all of, uh, the NFL. I, Nate, I, this is for me. I I would as much as I like to see the Chargers win this game. I I just for something like something's telling me that like Justin Herbert's going to come out flat and it's and it's not going to look pretty. Like I I've seen games where Justin Herbert has thrown three picks and and was was not able like he's he's played at an inconsistent level all year round which don't get me wrong I don't I don't no quarterback is gonna no quarterback is gonna play every game consistent right every quarterback is gonna have a bad game you know you might have a quarterback that goes out and throws for three touchdowns and 350 yards passing and then the next game they throw for three interceptions one touchdown three interceptions and only 250 yards passing so but that that just that just goes to show like that's that's the difference between you know that's a that's week to week basis where it's like okay like I can I know what I need to do the next game to be better than than what I did last week. That's that's why these teams watch film. That's why they that's why they practice so hard and that's why they work on mistakes and 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 all this other stuff. So, but I I think Trevor Lawrence is is like they're, they're, the the Jacksonville Jaguars are are going to be eye catching this year in the playoffs if they if they were able to make it past the this this wild card round. So. And a lot of people were comparing them, Nate, to the to the 2012, the 2010, 2011, or the 2011, 2012 uh, Giants when they were they were a wild card team. They were the they were the they were the seventh they were the seventh or the sixth seed. They were a nine and seven team. They went to the Super Bowl and they beat Tom Brady. So, Nate, walk me through this matchup. I I, I like the Jaguars in this matchup just because I, I like the momentum that, that that these guys are riding. They have they have some big wins, including wins over the Cowboys, the and, and the Ravens, and the fact that they won the AFC South with starting out being the start with with have with such having a with having such a bad start. So, I like the Jacksonville Jaguars, Nate. I, I mean, I, I just want to hear it from you. Yeah, Pete, this matchup is going to be a very good one. I'm very hyped about it. Me and my couple buddies are going to be watching both games, but that one more than the other one. Um, this matchup, you know, you already said that it's going to be quarterback versus quarterback. Lawrence and Herbert are the young future stallions of the NFL. They're the, going to be the crop with Joe Burrow, and they're the future. I like the Jags in this matchup, Pete, because I think Brandon Staley of the Chargers in week 18, you know, there's a lot of speculation for a lot of teams to sit their starters and rest them. I believe the Chargers won their last game, and for some reason, Staley, they were up in the second quarter or third quarter, and 
he just kept their starters in there, and now Mike Williams is out for three weeks. So there goes one weapon. And I believe Bosa, or one of their defensive guys that plays really big for him, got hurt too. So there's a lot of speculation that if Brandon Staley loses this game, he might be on the hot seat, even if they make the playoffs. But, yeah, man, the Jaguars, Pete, they're getting hot. They're getting hot fast. They got hot at the right time. And I could see it, the Giants. I could see it. I think this team is very young. They're very hungry. And they could be the underdog team that could shock the world. But, yeah, Pete, I like the Jaguars in this matchup. I think that their defense isn't as good as the Chargers' defense. But Josh Allen, the defensive end for the Jaguars, don't be mistaken for the quarterback. (laughs) He's doing very well. And for the Jaguars, I saw him last week against the Titans. He played very well. So he's going to need to pressure Herbert. They're going to need to lock down Keenan Allen. Hopefully Joshua Palmer doesn't do very much. Because I really want to see the Jags move on. Because my buddies are Colts fans and they – Oh, man, no, I don't want to see that. I do. I want to see them go play a top team and see how it goes. But, yeah, Pete, I want to see the Jaguars win. I think they're going to win in a tight matchup. I think they're going to win by a field goal, so I'll take the Jaguars. Nate's taking the Jaguars in a, in a close matchup. Nate, let's, let's, be, let's be appreciative real quick about the, the, the remarkable year that Travis Etienne has had. He didn't play – all of last year was hurt, but Nate, 1,100 yards rushing this year and five touchdowns. Now, I get the five touchdowns, five touchdowns is five touchdowns, but given the fact that he rushed for 1,100 yards, like that's that says a lot, right? Christian Kirk, a guy that they acquired from from the from the Arizona Cardinals, 1,100 yards receiving and eight, and eight touchdowns. He was the he was the number one target in that Jaguars offense. So. Nate, they're they're high flying. They're 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 powerful. I like I said. I just, I just, I just. As much as I like the Chargers, I like Justin Herbert. I just don't think that the Chargers are going to be able to play up to the ability of of the weapons that the Jaguars have. So that game we played at eight fifteen tonight, and we move on to our our Sunday and Monday games. Nate, it's the and it's crazy how there, a lot of these games are division games, right? They're basically teams that played each other in their home division. They're playing each other in the playoffs. So, uh, we're ready to talk about Seahawks 49ers. But another one, the, the Dolphins and the Bills, is going to play tomorrow at 1 o'clock. And it's gonna, that game's going to be played in Buffalo. And, Nate, you know, we, we've, we've talked about what's, what's transpired with the Bills in the, over the last, the last 14 days and what happened with DeMar Hamlin and, you know, I'm very, very happy to see that he's doing well. He's back on his feet. He's with the team. He's, you know, he's still, still going through treatment. So glad to hear that Demar Hamlin is 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 doing really well. And they're the the Bills, the Bills are going to go out there and give it their all. And the, I mean, like it's this is a game that they're they, they have they have a lot to play for. And yeah, they're playing a division opponent. They're playing a, a, a Dolphins team that who doesn't have their starting quarterback, but this Bills Mafia, the Bills Mafia is again like we talk about fan bases, right? Like Bills Mafia, Pittsburgh, the 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 Cowboys, the the Buccaneers, the Patriots. Like this Bills Mafia, they're 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 a special group, very special group, and 
you know, to, to see that, you know, Buffalo is not a true big market for sports at all. But, man, these, these fans travel really well. And, you know, they're very appreciative of their team. They're very appreciative of, of, of their owners and, and how, like, how far they've come to, to put themselves back in position to, to, to win a Super Bowl. And I, I think this is the year, Nate, and I've, I've told a lot of people, man, this, this is the year that, that Buffalo does it. And, you know, it, it, would, it would suck to see that if they were to fall to, if, if they were to fall to KC or, or again, and it's like, it seems like it would just be a trending, trending thing. And I think that I think Josh Allen and, and like I said, this this game might not be much to really talk about, due, just just due to the fact that the Dolphins have kind of just went downhill over the over the last few weeks. And and like I said, that's given quarterback two has been hurt. They've they've had to turn the second and third string guys, Peyton Thompson and 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 Teddy Bridgewater. But Nate, I just I I don't think this is going to be much of a game. I I think. I think this Bills team is going to come out riding hot. I, I think they're going to put up at least thirty points over the over over the Dolphins and eight. Yeah, Pete, this is going to be a good. I feel like it's not going to be close, but it's going to be a hard hitting game because you know the division rivals and the Dolphins have been trying to catch the Bills in that division for a while now since Josh Allen started showing up and blowing everybody off the water. But yeah, Pete, the Bills are playing for Demar right now. They're playing hot. They look really good. I know a lot of people say, like you said, they're the favorites. I I personally believe the Bengals are the team to beat right now. I think they're unstoppable with their offense. But, yeah, man, I think with Thompson starting for the Dolphins, it's going to be pretty easy. As long as they can get to Thompson and pressure him, I don't think he's going to do much. Even with Tyreek Hill and Waddle, I don't know how – far Thompson can throw it but those are deep threats like those are like guys that can go 40 50 yards and they'll be open I don't know I don't know what's gonna happen I feel bad for the Dolphins because here's the thing they have a very bright future with those two star receivers they're set and they have Mostert and Wilson in the backfield they did solid I had Mostert on my fantasy team that's how I know he did solid for them all season long and the question right now Pete is there's speculation that two uh they might bring someone in because I feel like another concussion or two, he's done. I don't I don't think a doctor would clear him. I think they'd tell him to stop. And I, I don't wish that upon anybody, but it just – with all his injuries, man, head injuries are hard on people. Would you rather play football or be with your family in 20 years? That's just a question. But that's something to talk about down the line. But, yeah, this – I feel that Josh Allen and them will show out this game. I don't – Miami's defense is okay. I don't think they can stop them. After they turn the ball over each time, they're going to – that defense of Miami will get tired and the Buffalo Bills will just beat on it. So, I think it's going to be a blowout too. I think Buffalo's going to blow them out, Pete. I'll take the Buffalo. Nate's taking Josh Allen, Bills Mafia, in this matchup in Orchard Park. And, Nate, you, you like – you make a good point because – you would you rather would you rather risk your life for playing football or would you rather be with your family? Like that's, you know, obviously that's only a decision that that player can make, that Tua can make, and all these other all these other players in the league, and, and and just even in sports in general, right? Because this is Tua's third concussion, and we saw what happened in Cincinnati when they played against the the Bengals earlier this year, and that that's that's scary. 
And I, I really think that, and I hate to say this because, you know, I, I'm very appreciative of the Cincinnati Bengals being, being born in Cincinnati and having to, having to grew up around the Bengals, though I'm a Steelers fan, but everyone's, everyone's saying like, you know, the, I, I saw this picture on, on Twitter and I, I don't know if I should really be talking about this, but the, it, it was a four square picture. And I'm trying to remember the, the, the last event, but it had, it showed Paul Brown Stadium, Paycor Stadium in, in Cincinnati. It showed a picture of Ryan Shazier when he was hurt. It showed a picture of Tua, and it showed a picture of 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 Demar Hamlin. I think there was there was a fourth picture, but you know, AB, AB, yeah, all of which these injuries, these big big time uh, season ending, possible career ending injuries have happened in Cincinnati. So, like. I'm not saying that Cincinnati is a, has has. I'm not saying that the stadium, the Bengals have a curse, or their stadium has a curse. Like people, people go there just to get hurt. But I mean, it's just any, anybody can get hurt anywhere in, in the NFL and in, in sports. Um, we we see it all the time. So I just think, man, like it's it's very it's very important that these that these players, and I, I know they take care of the bodies. They have all sorts of trainers. They have all these physicians that they go to, doctors and whatnot, medical staff, and highly trained professionals who make sure that these players are who they make sure these players are healthy and that they get the proper treatment that, uh, throughout the throughout the course of the seasons and stuff even in the off season. So it's very important that you know the 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 dolphins are able to look and say like hey Tua like we could we can maybe give you one more chance but if if this happens again like we're like like it's it's over like it, it, this can't happen anymore. Like that's cuz you know the the more concussions you have, like if you, I think after a certain amount, you start to develop, like you can get permanent brain damage and that's, that's, that's not good. Like you, nobody wants that permanent brain damage because they made a decision to go out there and play hurt. So Nate's taking the bills. We're both taking the bills in that matchup. Again, we played at one o'clock tomorrow, Nate, the giants and the Vikings. And, you know, we, we talked about all season long about Kirk cousins. And if it's a, if it's a primetime game or if it's a four o'clock game or if it's a one o'clock game, how is he going to play? Right. So the Vikings, Nate, a team that finished 13 and four, won the NFC North. They have, they have a lot of weapons on that team. And my only concern is quarterback play. And I, I think that, I think that this Vikings team Given the weaponry that they have, Dalvin Cook, they have TJ Hawkinson, they got they got Jettis, <laughs> Justin Jefferson, and they 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 have a pretty stout defense. So it's it's not like they're it's not every position that they have it's it's filled with with someone with talent, right? So I I think that it's it's all going to depend on how Kirk Cousins plays. Like and then, and I look back, I I still look back to that Colts game when they played early season when they were down thirty three nothing at half, like. That that should have never happened, and yeah, it's good that they came back and won that game. But like, you know, you're you're getting paid all this money. You're you're a you're a all pro quarterback, which I get. Stuff like that happens, but like, like the the fact that you played horrible in the first half and just came out in the second half and and turned it on like that 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 I don't know. They kind of they kind of rubbed me the wrong way. But again, that's just that's just how court. I mean, that's just how sports are. You might you might. It's like in baseball, you know, you might, 
you might go out your first game in baseball and you, you might go over four, but the next game you go five for five and have two, three home runs. Like, it's just what that is. You, 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 you find your confidence, you find your niche and you, and you just go after it. I, I think this game's going to, this game's going to boil down to the, the quarterback play for both teams. Danny Dimes, who has had a improvement year and it's shown, I mean, 15 touchdowns, five interceptions, 3,200 yards passing. Kirk Cousins, 29 touchdowns, 14 interceptions. So, but they they had Saquon Barkley back, which I heard Nate he's Saquon Barkley may not be playing in this game, but they also have Darius Slayton, so a good a good solid you know group of group of guys there. And you got you got to give credit to Ryan Dable and his first year as a coach with, with first year as a head coach for the Giants, leading these guys to the playoffs. Like it's a Giants team who hadn't made the playoffs since 2016, Nate. And this is this is very important. This is very special for this franchise to hopefully get back to where they were back in 20, 20, 2011, 2012 when Eli Manning was able to do it. So Nate, I, I I like this I like this matchup. And I almost Nate, I almost want to take an upset in this matchup. I, I really the Giants the Giants have the, my, here's my here's my problem. Here's my thing. The the low seeds versus the high seeds wouldn't you think that the low seed teams have the low seed teams are going to come out with with everything that they have and 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 just leave it all out there? These high these high seed these, these high seed these high seed ranked teams, you know they're they're here like okay we we know what we got to do we we got to win this game but these you know these 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 five these these five seeds these six seeds these seven seed teams like they're like okay we're 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 doing extra extra preparation for these games like we're 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 doing maybe one extra hour in practice we're doing that one extra film session because we know what we got to do to win this game like we're we're hungry they they want it more i what is what i'm trying to say i think i think the giants are going to want it more in this matchup and like i said danny dimes is going to have to go out there and play his best game just just like how i said about the the seahawks and 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 geno smith geno smith was going to has to go out there and play his best game and 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 we talk about just like the charge in the jags matchup but they this game is going to boil down to it, it's going to like I said it's going to boil down to quarterback play. Now how well how well can the Giants defense match up against Justin Jefferson and and KJ Osborne and some of these other guys that are that are that key in in this Vikings offense? We don't know, but I, I think it's Justin Jefferson arguably being one of the best wide receivers in the league, a tough guy to cover unless you put two or three guys on him. So Nate quarterback play is going to be important, but I. I think I, I think personally, watching what the Vikings have been the last couple of weeks, I mean they got destroyed by the Packers. So, I, I don't know. I, I I like I like the Giants in this matchup in an upset. Nate. I just think I just think they I just think they want it more. Yeah, no, I feel you on that. Yeah, lower seeds always have that fire, like the Jaguars and the Chargers and all that. Man, they just. They have nothing to lose. Like, oh, they go in the offseason. No one expected them to make it. So, who really cares? But the Giants, I give Brian Dable, like you said, give him credit. He has done very well, and they have a bright future in New York. They finally have a coach that can stay there for at least two or three years and build on him. But if Barkley is not playing, I would say the key to the game is similar to what you say in quarterback, but I think it's the run game. And if they don't have Barkley, that just 
you can just focus on Darius Slayton and Daniel Jones because I don't think their backup running back is going to do much. And the Giants' defense is scrappy, man, but the Giants' offense, they don't have anyone but Slayton and Barkley. And if Barkley's playing injured, he's already compromised. And with Madison and Dalvin Cook as a two-headed monster in the backfield for the Vikings, I say keep the ball out of Kirk Cousins' hands until you need him to throw the ball. I think that's their problem. They're getting away from their game. They're trying to throw it to Jettis for him to break the record. And he is a solid receiver. We know he's probably top, like top one or two in the league right now due to the fact that Cooper Cup got injured or he would probably be top three. But, uh, yeah, Pete, this matchup, I like the Vikings. I, As much as they haven't played very well the past two weeks and their defense is – very bad and can't keep people off the field. I don't know if Daniel Jones and them with a compromised Barkley can do very much. I think they've had a good run. I think the Vikings will go in there and they'll beat them probably by a field goal. I think it'll be very close. It's going to be a scrappy game where teams are going to be hitting each other. I feel like there's going to be some PI calls and stuff and maybe an ejection. I feel like these are two teams that just like to hit each other and like to just play rough. That's what they do. So, I'm going to say the Vikings win and move on, but I am not sold on the Vikings in the next round or even to go to anywhere past the Giants, Pete. I think they'll get past the Giants, but the Vikings need to get another quarterback because I think Kirk Cousins is not the answer. Nate's taking the Vikings in a close one, and – you know, Kirk Cousins, I mean, the, the Vikings love Kirk Cousins, and they, they pay, there's a reason why they paid him all the money. And I, I think he's a very successful quarterback and can get the job done. But in, in moments like this where it's, you know, it's, it's win or go home, you know, it's, it, this, is, this, is what, this is the true moments where you find out, is, is this your franchise quarterback? So that game we played Sunday at 4.30. Nate, another, another AFC North kind of divisional rivalry game. These two teams actually played last week. It'll be the the Baltimore Ravens and the Cincinnati Bengals. And they again, these two teams played last week. They saw each other twice this year in division play. And the, and the Ravens won one of the uh, won the first matchup against these guys. And Nate, let's let's quickly talk about the the Cincinnati Bengals and and their identity. They a team that started out zero and two. They lost. They they lost to Pittsburgh in week one at home. Joe Burrow threw three interceptions and they lost week two against the, against the Cowboys. And Joe Burrow literally said, I'm not panicking. We're, we're going to be fine. I'm not going to panic. We're going to be fine. Well, he wasn't wrong. So a team that won a division second year in the row that they've done that as a, as a 12 and four, uh, 12 and four team. And, you know, we got we have to be appreciative of of the efforts that this the Cincinnati Bengals have and, and and what they bring to the table with Joe Mixon. We talk about Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, and and some of these other weapons that they have. And on the defensive side of the ball, they have they have Jesse Bates, probably arguably one. Probably easy. I, I put Jesse Bates up there as as one of my top safeties in the league, but. They this this Bengals team, man, and I. A lot of people are, are a lot of people will ride with them. A lot of people will will go against them, but their defense. Their I, I like their defense. They they have they have some key in guys. And 
Luke Wilson, Luke Wilson, one of those one of those key in linebackers as well that you can you can a guy you can mention in the as in that in that the defense there. But I I look at the Bengals and I'm I'm like, man, this is a young team that turned it around in just one year. Like 2020 year, they won three games, three, four games. 2020, uh, 2021 season, they went to the Super Bowl. Right. So, and they have a chance to do that again. And, and hopefully, probably, probably they, they, they have probably ha- high aspirations of winning the Super Bowl this year. But um, I, I, I think Zach Taylor, as a head coach, you, you have to, like, you have to put some respect on the guy's name. Right. I, I think there's, there's a lot of good that you can talk about this guy. He's, he's a guy that doesn't shy away from, from adversity and doesn't shy away from challenges. So, but with that being said, we look at the other side of the ball. We talk about a Ravens team that's hungry, but they they don't have their starting quarterback, Lamar Jackson. And it's been 38 days since he's last played. Nate, there's been a lot of talks that Lamar Jackson might not be wearing a Ravens uniform next year. So, but well, you know, that's that's something for a later conversation. But I I think if if the if the Ravens, the Ravens really again, it's one, it's another one of those scenarios like Tyler Huntley has to has to go out there and play his best game. And the Ravens have the Ravens have offensive weapons. They have JK Dobbins. They have they have a good group of running backs in, in uh Gus Edwards and uh they, they have some they have some pretty talented wide receivers, Rashard Bateman being one of them. And they have Mark Andrews who's who's arguably one of the best tight ends in the league. I mean he's at least he's up there. And their defense is hungry. Marlon Humphrey, Patrick Queen, Adolfway Owe um, Marcus Peters, like this, this is such a Clayus Campbell, like this is such a, 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 uh, what do you call it? A ball hawk defense, but man, playing in Cincinnati, it's a hostile environment, man. I, I just, I, I, I think I, I told everybody this week that if Lamar Jackson plays that the Ravens have a chance and it's likely that it's likely that Tyler Huntley. It sounds like Tyler Huntley is going to be the starting the starting quarterback, but they had the role with Anthony Brown last week due to Huntley's injury. So, Nate, I I just I just don't see that. I mean, and we look at what Cincinnati's done. Cincinnati's got some key wins as well, right? They they were able to knock up they knocked off KC this year. So, Nate, I I just think that this Bengals team is is going to. I mean, they played her last week. They know each other well. They know each other on on film and tape. They, I just think the Bengals are going to go out there and, and and ride this one. Yeah, Pete, this game is pretty much set in stone. I think it's pretty clear. Even, you know, I'll give Baltimore's defense credit. They're very good. They're ball hawks, as you said, and Jim Harbaugh's, er, Harbaugh's done very well with them. But, man, to the Baltimore owners, will you just pay Lamar? Dude, when he's playing – He's averaging like 20, like four to 28 points a game. With Tyler Huntley, you're averaging 16 to 18. Dude, come on. He opens up your offense so much. I wish that he could just, they would just give him the money. I understand that if running quarterbacks, it's a risk with his legs. He's going to be out. But I don't know, Pete. I think Lamar's gone. I think he's going to the Colts or the Lions or somewhere else where they'll actually pay him and enjoy him and give him pieces to work with. But, Back to the game. I mean, Cincinnati, like I said, I think they're going to the Super Bowl off the AFC. I think it's going to be Niners-Bengals, which should be a good game. I think their offense is just so overpowered. Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and Tyler Boyd. 
are balling out. Mixon's balling out. Burrow's getting comfortable, getting that swagger back. You know, as you said, they were 0-2, and everybody's like, oh, he's lost a swagger. He's sophomore slump and or whatever they called that slump thing, and he's showing out. He's still Joe Burrow. He's still the future of the NFL with Patrick Mahomes, Allen, and all of them. This matchup should be pretty much, you know, as you said, they played last week. I think it's a blowout. I think the Bengals are just going to put it on them. The defense is healthy. Their offensive line's healthy. Zach Taylor's going to get them ready, and I think they're going to get an easy win, and they're going to head over to either Buff- to either Kansas City or Buffalo next week. So, yeah, Pete, that's my pick. Nate's taking the Bengals in a high-octane game in Cincinnati, and that, that Paycor Stadium in Cincinnati is going to be rocking tomorrow. So, like I said, give credit to the Cincinnati, the Cincinnati you know, sports, sports market. I mean, I know the Reds haven't really been much of a, a, a team to talk about, but the fact that this football team, this football franchise has been able to turn the page and, and, and have success over the last couple of years, it means a lot to this city and, uh, and, and, and that area. So, Nate, Monday night game will be our last game on the schedule for the wild card. It'll be the Dallas Cowboys and the Tampa Bay Bucks. The, uh, the Buccaneers winning their division as an eight and nine team. That's that's you know kind of kind of funny to talk about. But the Cowboys, you have to be appreciative of their efforts this year. And Dak Prescott was able to go out there and play. I think he played you know pretty well, um, given the fact that he threw fifteen interceptions. Tony Pollard led that led the team in rushing, and Ceedee Lamb over thirteen hundred yards receiving. You look at Tom Brady. At 44 or 45 years old, still throwing for still throwing for 25 touchdowns, just shy under 5,000 yards, and Mike Evans leading that team and receiving with 1,100 yards. So, Nate, playoff Brady. I I think the Cowboys. Here's the thing with the Cowboys, man. They 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 make the playoffs and they always they always find ways to. It's always self inflicted with self inflicted wounds with the Cowboys, and they're playing on the road, in in Tampa, on Monday. So this is gonna be an important game. And uh, you know, uh, we, we think Raymond James Stadium is going to be it's going to be rocking. The whole the, the the Buccaneers fans are going to be there, and it's it's going it's going to be a good game for for two really good franchises. And I think Nate, it's it, it's it's important that as 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 important like I, I think it's important to say like safe to say that like if Dallas wins this game, that you know it's it's. I don't know. I've always told people that I, I would like to see Dallas in the Super Bowl. I think Dallas would probably be the team to do it. But I think if Dallas loses this game, man, it's like it's going to be year after year after year after year. And I know that they, the COVID year, they didn't really they didn't do anything last year. Last year they had a pretty, pretty, pretty decent season. But it's like, you know, it's if if Dallas loses this game, man, that's that that's just going to go down in the records record book because they they haven't been able to win. They haven't been able to go deep in the playoffs, and even even when they do play against like a low C team, a team that's you know like the Buccaneers that had an eight nine record. And I get record record could speak for itself, right? Like anybody can have a bad record in the regular season, but go out in the postseason and ball out. So, I think for this matchup, Nate, I, I just think that it's you, you're you're going to see Tom Brady play Tom TB twelve playoff ball, and I as much as I'd like to see the Cowboys win this game. Man, I, I just think Tom Brady. Tom Brady's been doing this for so freaking long, and he knows that the situation that they're in. He knows what they. He knows the 
the personality they have. He knows what he needs to do as a 45-year-old man to lead these this group of 20 to 30-year-old men to, to, to a Super Bowl. And Nate, as much like I said, as much as I like the Cowboys, man, I, I just I, I can't shy away from what the ability the Tom Brady still has it. Tom Brady has not given up. He's he's gonna go out there and 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 do what he does best. And I, I think that Dallas's defense is Dallas's defense was uh, something you could talk about at the beginning of the season, but man, over over the course of, of eight weeks, man, they they they've fallen off. The uh, like Dallas Cowboys had probably one of the best defenses early on this year, and then you know Trayvon Diggs was had 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 too much confidence and let, let it get to his head. So, but man, I just I don't know. I Tom Brady is basically the head coach for that team, and I I, I think that I think they they won't shy away from adversity. They won't shy away from their from their competition. I like the Buccaneers in this matchup, Nate. Yeah, Pete, this matchup is going to be pretty interesting. You know, I've been riding the coattails of the Cowboys, and I've been really hyped about them, and I've been happy to see Pollard and Lamb and them show out, and I'm happy for Dak. You know, he's a good guy. But, man, the past two weeks, man, them Dallas Cowboys, they're falling apart. They they just look like they're falling apart. Jerry Jones is out here running his mouth. You know how he is. He thinks – Sometimes you just got to stop talking, and Jerry Jones doesn't do that. He just thinks, oh, my Cowboys are going to go to the Super Bowl. I'm with you, Pete. I think Tampa's going to beat them. Tampa beat them earlier in the season. I'm, don't mind me, it was week one, but they beat the Cowboys 19-3. to And the Buccaneers the past two games have been getting their offense in sync. Tom Brady started throwing to Mike Evans. They're starting to win. They're starting to play better. So Tampa's getting hot, and the Cowboys are getting cold. They beat the Eagles, and instantly, I think them beating the Eagles backup was like their Super Bowl. Pete, I just it looks like Dallas just doesn't have anything, and their wide receivers they have Lamb, T.Y. Hilton has played solid since he's came back in, which I'm happy for him. I thought the Colts made a mistake by not bringing him back at least to try and help out the wide receiver core when they were. Clearly not very good this season, but I like how Tony Pollard's showing out, proving that he's the RB1 now. I think after this season, after Dallas is going to have to make a decision whether to keep Ezekiel Elliott because they're paying him an arm and a leg, and he's not doing very well. He's not the same Zeke that was drafted. He's getting up there in age. He's, those hits are taking a toll on his body. Dak is leading the league in interceptions and he was out for a a significant amount of time. I think Pete, I think Tampa is going to beat them and he's going to send the Dallas Cowboys home early. So I'll take Tampa and TB 12 because you can't go against Brady in the playoffs, man. You just can't. Nate's taken Tom and the Bucks and a matchup over the Cowboys, and like I said, it's, it's going to be it's going to be a good matchup. And you know, the Cowboys, like I said, they're going to have to make a decision. And you know, Ezekiel Elliott, a you know, first round pick out of Ohio State in 20, 20, uh, 2016. and I, I I just think that it's you know, we we don't know. We'll see. And then, like I said, he's getting up there in age. His, his hits are taking a toll on. But Tony Pollard, man, he's 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 stepped up. And I, I think he deserves to get paid a lot of money. So, games to watch for today, Nate. We are out of time, fortunately. But you know, next week we'll we'll cover 
we'll cover uh, divisional round games and talk early about the conference championship games, and we'll we'll pick up where we left off, and we'll should be a good weekend for for some football. I'm glad the playoffs are here. It's it's always exciting to watch playoff football because like I said it's winter go home. It's it comes down to this. So a lot to watch for, and we hope that these teams that are in it and these these low seed, these high seed teams are, are going to give it their all and we'll, we'll, we'll see what the outcomes are and we'll be back next week. And again, your chance to win Pacers tickets. I just want to know who, who has the most passing yards in a playoff game. Again, two tickets to the Pacers versus Milwaukee Bucks on Friday, January 27th, 7 p.m. at Gainbridge Fieldhouse. So get the answer correctly and we'll be in touch with tickets so nate you want to lead us with anything yeah pay lamar jackson baltimore please pay the man (laughs) pay the man pay lamar jackson that's nate's words of wisdom today and i want to thank you guys all for listening and we'll see you guys back here next week nate have a great weekend see you guys We would like to thank everyone for listening to today's podcast. Be sure to like us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram for more news and updates. We'll see you guys back here next weekend on the Money Shot Sports Podcast.